what resource do we genuinely have available to us? And that includes ourselves. Are we on our own? Do we have a small team? You know, what are people particularly good at? What do we really enjoy doing? And how much time do we have to dedicate to it? And the reason it's I Christine, say- as you might know by now, you're host of the Startup Student Podcast. I welcome you back to the second episode of the digital marketing series that I'm doing with Matt Parkins, who's back with me, obviously, today. Welcome back, Matt. Hello again, Christine. Good to be back. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the first one and want to know more about Matt and some research you should do and amazing tools that he was mentioning there, make sure you jump back to episode one and listen to that one before you continue with this one. However, you can, if you're just too keen on this one that we're doing right now, feel free to listen to that one first and then the other one afterwards. We are talking today about the planning and laying the foundations for your digital marketing. Matt, I'm going to hand over to you for now. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. Well, look, you know, in the last episode, what we did is the research of the market and competitors, which will help you understand a bit more about perhaps how you want to position your own business and how you can plan, you know, what it is that you want to do, what your USP might be, which is your unique selling proposition. And, you know, and then that's going to help you differentiate yourself from your competition. Now, when it comes to the basic planning phase or the, you know, the sort of laying the foundations phase, this is the step before you start building out a strategy, right? So this is the point where we take a step back and being a small business, which is generally, you know, who we're talking to, we really need to take into consideration one very, very important piece of information. And that is actually what resource do we genuinely have available to us? And that includes ourselves are we on our own do we have a small team you know what are people particularly good at what do we really enjoy doing and how much time do we have to dedicate to it and the reason I say that we have to put a lot of emphasis on that is you know having set up businesses myself and you know when I first got started it's very easy to get excited and want to try and do a bit of everything the challenge with that is you don't do you know, if you do a bit of everything, you tend not to do anything particularly well because you're trying to do everything in an okay way. And what you can find is you can be much better off really spending your time on things that are going to be most valuable to you. So if you're a solopreneur and you're someone that's by yourself, you have to really be clever with your time because social media is an absolute monster. To do every social platform by yourself, I would hazard a guess as to say that's near enough impossible or, or basically impossible because each one, slightly different audiences, slightly different ways that they're managed, different things that need to go on there. So to do each one effectively, it's essentially almost a job in itself to do each one of those platforms, right? And the same goes for writing your content. So it's just so important to go, okay, I'm one person or we're two people or we're three people. This is what each one of us is good at. So we really need to nail that down. So in the planning and foundational stage, I would say a really important part is, right, who's in your team? What are their capabilities and strengths? And what time do we have to give to each one of those? And I think that's a really, really important thing that we need to do before we look at anything else. Yeah, because then that way you can determine, right, I can spend this much time doing various different things and I can put the relevant time into that. I really like social media. I really like um, writing content, so on and so forth, because you're going to need to do that research for that. And each one of those things takes a long amount of time. Right. So you've got your resources and then having to think about your budget. 
right? So you need to have a think about how much you can spend on different areas. Because if there's certain things that you're not particularly good at, and this is one of the things I say is, you know, looking at Google ads and looking at Facebook ads and things like that. I myself am more of a strategist. I look at the holistic strategy and I look at data and I look at the way we can implement some of those things. However, I am not a Google ads expert, right? I am not a Facebook ads expert. I have people that I work with, people in my team that do these things because they are good at it. So it's having to think about, right, can I outsource that? How much do I have to outsource that? Is that genuinely achievable for me at this point in time? If you're very rich in time that you can give, but not very rich in funds, then an organic strategy might be a good way to look at it. You know, because if you've got the time there and perhaps you're a solopreneur, you've got a part time or a full time job, but you're still very excited and you can put that time in the evenings and you're prepared to wait the sort of three to six months for an organic strategy to start to take place, then happy days. You know, if you have the funds there to look at ads, then that's something to consider as well. So it's just getting that down and understanding what your your capabilities are and what your budget is as well. Like these are two really, really important things that you need to take into consideration, because the last thing you want to do is commit yourself to, you know, I want to do Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. And then I also want to write a piece of content a week and I want to do a video every week. And then if it's just yourself, that can be very very challenging so it's not that some of those things aren't achievable it's just that if you've got other things going on and you're by yourself it is it is very very difficult so that's probably the first thing that i would say is worth taking a look at before we dive into much else i don't know if there's anything you wanted me to expand on there christine again i know i'm sort of reeling off but hopefully that kind of reinforces the importance of knowing where you're at and what it is that you are capable of doing at this point in time yeah i think it's very important because we can't do all we have to most of the time as, as a solopreneur do all, but we're not good at all <laughs> things. And we sometimes need to think about, okay, what can we give to someone else that will do that much better than me mm, and saves me a lot of time, probably trying to research things. This is also obviously when you came into play working with me, because in theory, someone can try to learn certain things, how to to set up certain ads or how to do some keyword research or all, all of the things that you said, and which is great. However, there might be a time as well where you think, okay, I'm going to focus on something else and give this to someone that can do it much faster and with much more expertise. So that's very important. And if you are, like you say, a team in, in your startup, then you need to look at, okay, who is good at what? and who can take on which part and who also enjoys most mostly a certain kind of task because the other thing is just because we're good at something doesn't mean that we like doing that specific task there's a lot of these things that I can tell you from my own experience where yeah I'm, I'm really good at something but I really don't like it and I don't want to do it so yeah thank you for for outlining those now, what what else? What else? Before So you said before we dive into even more things, and I know you also have some more resources to share, also something that you actually created. So what can we talk about next? Yeah. So I think once you've really nailed that down and you understand what your actual resources are, 
The next step I would say is having a look at doing what's called a business model canvas. And there's lots of different business model canvas templates you can find. You can tap it into Google and find an array of different business model canvas options there. And I've also got one that I'm going to share with Christine and, and with the audience that will hopefully sort of save you spending lots of time trying to find one that you like. And again, adapt it to your needs as well. But in a nutshell, this model canvas, that is essentially going to allow you to put onto paper what you know just the information about your business right so you want to come up with a very simple description of your business even almost like an elevator pitch so something very very refined that's just like a few sentences or a couple of sentences that puts your business in a nutshell and takes into consideration what it is that's different about your business compared to others really drill down on what your services are understanding what your com- customer targets are what your customer challenges are what your solution to those is and what your value is and then getting a feel for what your pricing might be as well and then on top of that you can start to drill down your messaging you can start to start to drill down what it is that you're going to do in regards to going to market so this is some of the planning phase and that can be determined based on the competitor research that you've done so from that research you might find that an organic and a paid strategy is a really, really good starting point. And then you just look at making sure you've got a presence on social media. So should anybody go on there, they can see that you're active as an example, right? So you've got your go-to-market there and then you've got main challenges that you're going to face and what the growth opportunity is. So that's the one that I've designed that I will share. And I think that really puts in a nutshell some of the key things that that you want to take into consideration as you're in this planning phase, right? And once you've got that on paper, you can be really surprised how much that actually helps because without that there, without this initial planning phase and without starting to determine what your goals are going to be, then it's very difficult to achieve anything, right? So you've got that planning phase, you've got your solution, got your challenges, your customer targets, and then it's important to have an idea of what your goals are going to be. What is it that you want to achieve You've obviously looked at what problems you want to solve for your customers. Do you want to start receiving engagement? Do you want to grow your traffic? You know, obviously we are all looking for those conversions, but what actions do we want our audience to take as well on the route for those conversions? Because the challenge that we have is there is generally so much competition in basically every industry now that it's important to try and stand out. And now we're in a consumer-led market in the most part that the information is so readily available to people that if you're selling something that others might be selling as well, or if you've got a service, even myself as a, a marketing agency, there is untold competition. So the way that we stand out through the crowd is by the services that we offer and the holistic way that we approach that. You know, so that's one of the things that we do and the way that we deal with customers and we're very, very open and, and we share our information. And that's something that we, we've we always believed is 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 a good way of doing things. Right. So that's sort of one of the ways that we kind of differentiate ourselves. And it's important to do that. And our goals are our big goal is we want to educate people. So even if we don't bring someone as an, on as a client, as an example, if they've left and they feel that they've learned something or if they've gained value, that's a goal achieved for us. If we get an email that says, you know what, you know, we're so appreciative of the information you gave, that's a goal achieved for us, right? So that's something there that we've set as our own goal, like educating people, helping people understand the confusing world that is digital marketing. So if you can determine that, you can determine what your passion is and what your goals are going to be. That's going to help you shape the strategy because you know what you're trying to achieve, right? So once you've got that business model canvas there, that helps you achieve clarity, helps you understand what your core messaging is going to be and how you need to sound across all platforms, because consistency is very, very important when it comes to it as well. So we can touch lightly on that. And again, we are kind of touching quite lightly on a lot of these topics. There's lots more detail that we can go into it. And, you know, as I say, quite happy to answer any questions that that might pop up. 
but this is a nice sort of top level view there. So once you've done your business model canvas, the next step after that, and I'm sure we all know what a SWOT analysis is, and that's just your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Right? And this is one that, you know, whenever you, you start your research phase, most people are going to suggest doing a SWOT analysis, right? So your strengths and weaknesses, to put it in a nutshell, strengths and weaknesses, that's internal, right? So those are things that you essentially have control of as your businesses, yeah? So that's what you're strong at and that's what you're weak at. Opportunities and threats are external. So those are threats might be competition. Opportunities might be partnerships, as an example, right? So that's kind of how that works. You're going to list those out. Be brutal, be honest, because that's the way that you're going to help overcome any potential objections or any weaknesses that you might have or any threats that you've had and capitalize on your strengths and opportunities. Now, I've got another template that I'll share with you, which allows you to use all of that information to start putting some basic strategies in place, which will help you in the next step, which is what we'll be discussing next. And that's actually building out a strategy that you will then implement, right? So this will help you put pen to pad, really start to shape things out and bring clarity to what it is that you're doing. Because exactly as we said in this one and in the last one, it's very important to do these bits because without that clarity, without understanding your goals, it's very easy to run around in circles and not really understand where you're going. Yeah, if you don't have a destination, how are you going to get anywhere? And that's exactly what I usually say when I talk about goal setting, not in the digital marketing world necessarily only, but in, in general for life and business. If you don't set goals, how do you know you have achieved something that you wanted and how do you know how to get there because setting goals will help you to determine all the milestones in between thank you so much for sharing all this information again everything that he mentioned and also the templates the business model canvas that matt created is available on creativestartupacademy.com podcast in there we will link back to that and apart from that i think i don't have anything to add there was again so many golden nuggets there so if you do want to get in contact with Matt, you also find his details again on the podcast page. Anything else you would like to mention before we finish yeah. this episode? So a couple more things that I will just drop in. And again, I know it's it really is quite a huge amount of information and it, it doesn't need to be scary because I know when I first started doing it, it, it can seem quite daunting. But once you've got that on paper, you'd be surprised how much of a relief it can be and how unscary it actually is right so you know you definitely want to do that and another important thing is starting to understand who your audience is so in this planning stage i would definitely suggest starting to create some idea of what what your target audience would be or what a persona that you would target might be because that's kind of one of the buzzwords that gets used in marketing is creating a persona Right. And I know that a lot of the time and a lot of the thoughts that you have or people have when it comes to creating an actual detailed persona is understanding the value behind that. And the reason I say that having a good understanding of a persona that you want to target, the type of demographics that you want to target, and that can be as detailed as, you know, even coming up with a name for the person. So you can come up with a name, perhaps the gender of the person that it is that you want to target based on it. And you can have more than one persona. You don't need to overcomplicate it. So you can have different personas. You could have your male and your female persona. Having an idea of you know, what sort of job roles they might have, what their earnings might be, what their hobbies might be, what platforms they tend to go on, you know, what sort of brands they like. And the reason that it's a good idea to get a feel for that is the better you can understand your audience and the people that you're targeting, the more effectively you can target them, you know. And if you are creating some sort of, you know, content, be it an ad, be it organic content, 
if you're creating content for a specific person that fits set of demographics, though you're going to be targeting a smaller audience, the benefit of that is you are really targeting that smaller audience and you're really speaking to that person, which really increases the chance that they are going to engage with that piece of content in some way. Right. So that's why I say it's a really good idea to get a feel for a persona. Now, that is a really challenging thing to do. To create a persona can sometimes be really scary and even scarier still than creating or sorry, filling in a business model canvas, right? The first and best thing to do, and I say this to everybody that I speak to that's at the very, very early stages, you've come up with a solution to a problem or you've come up with a product. And generally what you tend to find is you've come up to a solution to one of your own problems. So you've come up with a product that you wanted. That's often what you tend to find. It's not every case, but it is often what you tend to find. So the thing that I say to people when it comes to creating your first persona, and these personas can change as you evolve your business and you start to understand your audience more because you might find that it's slightly different to what you initially thought, but having a starting point is still very good. The best first place to look, and as cheesy as it sounds, this is true, best first place to look is, is in the mirror. It's at yourself. Yeah, it's taken into consideration. I've come up with this idea. I believe in this idea. And I think it solves this problem, which it just so happens that I either have that problem or I had that problem. And that then kind of tells you that you are the first persona that you can design. You can create content that you would engage with because you know that you are essentially one of the members of your audience, right? And again, as soon as you've created that persona, don't just run with things that you would really, really love to hear and read about. Come up with the things that you would really love to hear and read about and then do a bit of research. Run them through Ubersuggest, run them through SpyFu and just see if people are actually searching for those terms or perhaps there are different terms that are being searched for. And of course, make sure that you're running them through on the country that it is that you're trying to target. Because if you compare different countries, the US to the UK, or even across different areas of, of Europe, though they might be interested in the same content and the same information, what they're searching for to find it can often be different. So it is important to take that into consideration as well. So just that last little bit that I would throw in there to really hone in the importance and the reasoning behind having a persona. And again, hopefully that helps. And a couple of tools that when it comes to your planning, we're going to share those resources with you. But if you're looking to help manage your project process, there are things like there are, there are project management tools that you can get that have free versions. And I would recommend Trello as a very basic one and ClickUp as another one, because what you can actually do is start to put a lot of this information into different boards and then digest it quite easily so again hopefully that all makes sense and and isn't too daunting i promise it isn't as daunting as it sounds once you get started and you know you can sort of go away and and get started on that and again any, any questions you know feel free my information will be on on the site so you can fire any questions that you have over to us thank you so much i can't wait for episode three and four actually to record those with you <laughs> Because even though we're working together for, for quite a while now, there's uh, so many other things and resources that you have that I didn't know about. So thank you so much for sharing all of those openly and uh, all the knowledge, everything that you collected over the years of working on that, putting it into short episodes for this podcast. <laughs> thank you so much, Matt, for your time. And I can't wait for the next one. Yes, not a problem at all. I can't wait either. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Christine.
That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.